Welcome, everybody, to the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, perhaps your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer. I'm joined by Jeremy Bradetich back in Victoria. Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. I, I've, I've finally been able to view the, the inside walls of my new house again for what feels like the second time. Uh-huh. Uh, Do you I'm, have a fridge yet? I don't have a fridge yet. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm yet to experience a weekend at, at home. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to that in th- two or three weeks. Because, right, yeah, because you're, you're going get, to South Australia next weekend. I, sh- I sure am going to South Australia Saturday morning <laughs> and then coming back Sunday. Um, and uh, speaking of South Australia, we'll introduce our guest as well for this week. Uh, our guest today is a fellow Aussie, fellow South, well, South Australian, we're in Melbourne, but um, a South Australian <laughs> podcast host, the host of the House of Mario podcast, who we had the pleasure of getting to know at PAX Australia this year. Uh, say hello, everybody, to Drew Agnew. What's up, Drew? Yeah, not much, boys. Thank you very much for having me. Very excited to be on the show and have a chat with you guys again. Significantly less beers, though, this time we're having a chat. <laughs> yes, significantly, significantly less. less. That's a good point. We, yeah, we can, I've got none. We can I've change that if we want. We can, like, I can just quickly <laughs> pop over and get some. Yeah, no, nah, it's all right. I, I don't drink much at home. I just save it all for that weekend in Melbourne. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's enough. Yeah, and then, <laughs> Me too. And then we catch Me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely, uh, definitely caught up that weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, Drew, it's great to have you on, especially for such a big week for Nintendo for the year um, as you run uh, a Nintendo podcast. But, yeah, for those of you who – rather, for, for – members of the audience who aren't familiar with you what 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 what's true all about what are you what are you all about what do you like to do and um what's your what's your sort of your story with house of with the house of mario yeah the house of mario was uh like a i guess it started off as a um a podcast with my good friend bryce and over 200 episodes later bryce decided to step down so i um i made a decision to keep it going so it's just become like a solo nintendo podcast where I, I absolutely love doing it. It's just like an outlet to just talk about video games and everything I love about them. And God forbid something I don't like about them uh, comes up every now and again as well, which is yeah. a, it's always a shame. You know, you gotta you got to have a bit of a whinge, a bit of a whine, especially when I'm doing it by myself. Um, no one's there to be like, no, pat me on the back. Like, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely um, love doing it. And more recently I've started doing guest uh, appearances as well, just like... um. With a little sub series I call Sleepovers. So people come over to the House of Mario for a bit of a sleepover. And um, that's just a real chill, relaxed sort of, uh, you know, discussion between me and somebody else. And um, that's been great too. But it's um, it has been a massive week just for Nintendo of Mario Wonder. So I'm really looking forward to being able to talk about it with you guys. And um, Absolutely. whenever I decide to record an episode of the House of Mario as well. But uh, yeah, I think that's um, basically it. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's great to have you on, um, especially having a Nintendo expert kind of ready for the show because we uh, we we I would say we're we're more generalists on the show. We'll we'll try and we'll try and touch base on all different manners of things here. So yeah, it's it's good to have you on. It's like when we had um, Paul on from Player Two to talk uh, PlayStation during E3. It's a it's a good time yeah. for it. So re- glad we could have you. Glad we could get you in there. Um, and uh, how often does the House of Mario release? Is that a weekly kind of thing? Yeah, it, it is weekly. It's just um, it's just balancing a um, a little boy with family and uh, <laughs> a busy sort of uh, work season for me at the moment. I'm a farmer mm-hmm. slash shearer this time of year. 
and um, yeah, trying to, unfortunately, as you guys would know, the podcast is unfortunately the thing at the very bottom of that ladder um, when it comes to going to work to earn money and uh, supporting a family and make, making sure that I, uh, I'm a good dad and spending time and a good husband and all that type of thing. So um, it, I try to make it weekly. I try mm. to make it weekly. <laughs> yes. Yes, we know, we, we know that. We, we will have the occasional slip here and there. So, well, we're very fortunate that we've got you today. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make sure we'll, we'll get, get into the show so we can get to that juicy Mario content. Um, let's get to the intro and then we can get to what we've been playing for the week. Uh, so if you're not familiar, this is the Minimapcast, minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. Uh, the Minimapcast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday with 24 hours of early access given to all of our wonderful patrons. Uh, more on that in just a second. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell your friends and give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us. Uh, it makes a huge difference and it only takes a couple of seconds. If you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, uh, you can follow us on social media. We are the account for Minimap is at MinimapAU on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, on, on. where we are live every Monday, uh, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time for the live recording of the Minimap cast. Uh, like we are live right now, hanging out with chat. On Blue Sky, uh, it's Minimap at Minimap.com.au. <laughs> oh, my, oh my, uh, Is it not MinimapAU? It's not yet. Oh, cool. I'm, work, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It'll change. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> DNS settings are a bitch. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blue, we're on Blue Sky and all the other things. And we hang out with chat when we're live on, on, on Twitch. That's what we do. We hang out with chat before, during, and after. Uh, if you've got a time on a Monday night, we'd love to see you there. We wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. So if you wanted to help keep the mics and lights on, you can support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, uh, some extra bonus features. Um, we're about to record some more of our sort of retrospective press conference watch-alongs that we've been doing. We're going to be doing that in person in, a, in a two or three weeks whenever Jeremy gets a new fridge. Uh, so yeah, once that happens, <laughs> if they, uh, you can find all of that there over on patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, and remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Especially in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> My bet. $7.20 for a coffee. You must be out of your mind. Ah, oh, then that's before you whip out the oat milk. No, no, that was with the oat milk. Oh, with the oat milk. Okay. Well, still, <laughs> that is a lot. Of convention, <laughs> convention prices are ridiculous. When there's a festival taking over an entire city, it's like they can just charge an arm and a leg for everything. Mm, mm-hmm. Although the, you have to wonder whether maybe they uh, they add the, the the cost is that high during the old times in, yeah. in the middle of Sydney no, CBD. No clue. Uh, probably yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right. So um, we are going to talk about Mario Wonder, but first, all of us here have played the other very big game that came out last week, Sonic Super. No, not Sonic Superstars. <laughs> no, you beat me to the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Spider-Man 2 came out the same day as Mario Wonder. Uh, Jeremy and Drew have both played the opening of the game. I've had it a, a bit longer uh, for work purposes. Um, I won't be talking really much about that today, though, because um, Jeremy and Drew kind of were at the start here, and I imagine most of our audience just at the start of the game. So... Um, just wanted to touch base on how we're feeling on playing the brand new Insomniac Spider-Man game on PS5. Again, probably S Sony's biggest release of this half of the year at the very least. Yeah. Um, 
I'll start with you, Drew. So you said you, you played the opening act. How, how are you feeling about it? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I only beat uh, 2018 Spider-Man this year. I was like, it's been, it was in my backlog forever. So uh, I, I'm like, I need to finish this. This is a little bit embarrassing. And uh, it's also something that I just actually want to play. So mm. I went through that, went through Miles Morales, and um, you know, I was ready for this game. And just uh, straight off the bat, it's just like the, the scale of what you go against at the very start was awesome. As well as just like, you know, the character moments, how you see like the difference between Peter Parker and Miles Morales just in their rage and as the music kicks in and as you first get your thumbs on the sticks and you go into the, the swinging motion, it's just absolutely fantastic. So um, I'm, I'm very impressed to start things off with, but I couldn't put my finger on it, but something was off. I'm like, does it look worse or is it something going on? But then I'm, I'm like, wait a second. So I went to the settings and I was on like, quality mode instead of performance i'm like oh uh, yes i'm playing at 30 frames jesus christ i was like there's something <laughs> there's something that looks worse because i'm on the remastered version i don't know what i think i was playing on the setting that they introduced after launch which which was like a in-betweeny mode it was mm-hmm. still 60 frames but it had ray tracing that's so right I'm, so I'm not sure if that's um that modes in this as well i'm i assume there's a performance mode where you can play at 60 and still with ray tracing and stuff so um, I haven't changed it yet. It said that it's going to um, put me to the last checkpoint if I change it. I'm like, all right, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll do it at the start of another session. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just off the bat, I'm very impressed just as much as I expected to be. I just want more Spider-Man. And um, having like the wingsuit and everything, I'm like, oh, I can see myself just having so much fun just exploring this map. Um, mm. I think the only negative thing, which uh, is just a realistic thing when it comes to an open-world game like this, I was just swinging around having fun and it's like, oh, you're out of bounds. I'm like, oh, that's a little bit strange. I wish maybe it was a little bit more clear where the out of bounds was because it is just like you're still going through the city and it just tells you, oh, we go back. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, dur- dur- during that opening op- opening mission, there was a few times where I'm like, am I meant to go this way? Oh, wait, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm not going the right, like I, I need to go this way. Okay, but there was there was nothing actually telling me to do that immediately. Yeah. Um, and because, I, but um, also like the itch to just get in that open world is is so high at the beginning, right? Oh, absolutely. Because in, in the first one, it's like, well, I can't go across the bridge. There's like an obvious separation like of water between you. But in this one, it was just saying like, oh, look, there's no game out there. You can't go that way. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. turn around. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's that's not that big a nitpick. It's just something that took me out of it for maybe two seconds. Yeah, for I sure. decided for something else to do. But yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're absolutely right about the... um playing in performance i definitely think it's the way to go i remember when miles came out i i swapped between the modes because i was like oh i want to play 4k oh i want to play because they didn't have that performance plus ray tracing mode in it yet Mm. um and then you're right they added that into miles and spider-man remastered i watching digital foundry turns out that this in this game they've just got performance and quality mode with ray tracing enabled in at differing levels in both of them. So there's always ray tracing no matter what you're doing, but you've, you'll lose um, ray tracing reflections in like glass materials. So like in the beginning classroom, like the beakers and the glass right. cabinets will have lower quality reflections. Um, but you'll still get great reflections on the sides of buildings and uh, like the water and stuff like that. So it's still a really high quality experience in the performance mode, which is great. Um, but yeah, Jeremy, how did you find your, your opening time with it? Yeah, like it, it was, it, it was good. I'm, I'm not like, 
I'm not like in love in love instantly. Um, and I think that like part of it is just because like it, this is now the third one in this series, and like it, like it, like th- like all the new bells and whistles, like really cool, like it looks great. Um, like it, it's it's an it's a known quantity um mm. for the for the most part like like there is some new stuff in here that is really cool like you know the like the wingsuit like you said the parry all that stuff um and it does feel like a bit different um but it, like it sort of reminds me a little bit of like god of all ragnarok where it's like yeah like i like this is this is definitely a sequel to a game that was a hit and you're not gonna go too far away and reinvent the wheel you've already reinvented because that would be nuts like this like this makes sense um I don't. I don't immediately love the writing in it. I think some of it's a bit like, like, and like part of it might be because like the the bar for when Spider Man came out um, was like you know like like the Tobey Maguire movies for some, um, the Tom Holland movies for others, and 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 maybe an Andrew Garfield movie for you. But now the like the bar for Spider Man is Spider Verse, two Spider Verse, two Spider Verse mm. movies, and it is it is it is like, it's not that, and it's not going to be that. And it's like holding it to that bar is tough. Um, but also like, like, like maybe I'll rewatch Spider-Verse again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I, it's, 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 it's a different thing. Um, and that's fine. Um, but like, I, I am excited to, to play more. I'm excited to do a lot of the, like, cutesy side stuff and um mm-hmm. and and i will definitely ignore the side stuff that i don't want to do um but like there is there, there was some some side stuff in there where i'm like actually this is all right like i'm enjoying taking photos of new york and there being a bit of flavor about the city um because i always enjoy when spider-man like reaches into the city that that like he is so like associated with and mm. and plays off of that. Um, it's why I, it's why I really love um, that aspect of the Raimi movies. Um, so yeah, like I'm I'm enjoying a lot of that stuff quite a lot. Um, I'm excited to get to the Venom stuff as well. I think that that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. As someone who's, I think I'm about four fifths of the way through the game, if I had to estimate it. Um, so not at the end, but I'm very far through. Uh, I've done a lot of the side stuff because, of course, I have because I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> and they and they make it good in this game, you know. Like you 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 go you go one beat off track and you get unique dialogue between, um, like there's this whole set of quests where you learn about what happened to get Sandman to the point where he turned into a gigantic skyscraper tall monster, um, and like you know you find out different things about him through that. And there's there's all kinds of different quests or even just quests around Brooklyn visions around the miles school, which you, and so he could be there to help out as Spider-Man helping out his own school with like school problems that need Spider-Man. So like, and they really appreciate Spider-Man for that. And he becomes like their Spider-Man. Like, like there's, there's so many nice little details like that. I think for me, I'm, I, I have, I love Spider-Man 2018 as listeners of the show. will will know, but I, uh, I had very high expectations for this by the time they finally got to the sequel. And for me, they have been met at the very least and at times exceeded. Not at all times. It kind of dips a, like a bit above and then up and then just onto that line, but it hasn't ever gone below my expectation, which um, considering how high they were, I'm very, I'm very pleased with. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a hit for everyone else. I, I know some people have said the side missions are a bit tired in terms of the reviews. 
Um, I disagree personally, but I'm I'm an easy mark when it comes to that stuff. They make it more exciting than than other games and their side content. It's not you, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and it's generated side quests like we were talking about with Mirage last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you famously enjoyed the Spider-Man DLC, which was for the most part not liked. Yeah, exactly. I and and I. Not that's a bad I, thing, I, but when that's I enjoyed just, it, I enjoyed thing. it as like junk food. As like it's it's more Spider Man, and I just want that right now. And and it's of a quality where that's good enough, and that was that was good enough for me. So, and this is better than that. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's standout quality is its pacing, um, even with the side missions included. But I think if you if you even if you mainline the story, I think the story has excellent pacing. There's I would say there's not really that much filler. There's a bit, there's a little bit in there, but it's not much. I I would say any missions that are filler are usually like introducing a new mechanic or a new side mission. It's like, oh, you have to do this one first, so it unlocks the 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 whole bunch of other side missions like that, and then you can get onto meeting a new, the new character or seeing what happened next. Um, and yeah, I think with a story game like this, when when you can nail the pacing, you've 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 really nailed your priorities i think that's that's key so yeah i'm 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 very happy with this game i'm so excited for more people to play it i'm really excited to finish it i'm really excited to talk to people about it when when we all get to the end and we can all talk about it and geek out about it oh me too i waited five years to be able to uh, talk about the ending of spider-man 2018 so exactly i went back and listened to spoiler cast like literally from five years ago yeah yep. Nice. yep that's a good thing about spoiler yeah. casts is they are evergreen because the yeah. game doesn't change. Yeah, that's right. Unless it updates and they change. Imagine listening to a spoiler cast like Mass Effect 3. Yeah. People are like, oh, I'm not sure about that ending. It's like, oh, it doesn't end like that anymore, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Well, I was yeah. going to say, it's like, oh, it's not changed. And I was like, oh, they did change Peter's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm I'm not that familiar with his original face. So people mm. um saying like, oh, I'm not sure about his face and all that. Um, I'm like, oh, I, I've kind of avoided that problem. I played like two yeah. hours maybe three or four hours of the original game. I, I bought it, yeah. but I got sidetracked just collecting shit. And then I just, <laughs> my, my, my OCD just kicked in. Yeah. And um, that, that's a, that's a big thing this year. I'm just like, I got to, I got to remo- remain focused. I can't get sidetracked by like a platinum trophy or, yeah. you know, a high score on this one particular mini game or whatever. It's just like, I want the story, but that's pretty much what I did with um Spider-Man one. But you mentioned that, uh, you're playing the game for work. How has that sort of, um, I guess, made you, or has that made you feel about playing the game? Like, are we doing mm. guides or something like that? Doing yeah, most more most stuff? work I'm I'm doing is usually for guides. Um, mm. It was a bit weird with this one because uh, I got code for the game, and then I was told that um, budget was sort of being reallocated, and there would be a little less work going around. So I did less work for the game than I would have done normally which has led to this weird situation where I had the game early and could just play it. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. well, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there are plenty of other times where I get the game and, and it's like, like Assassin's Creed Mirage, for example, I've got like 20 hours in that game. I haven't beat it. It's not, it's a 20 hour game, but I haven't beat it yet because a lot of that was discovering sort of the nuances with the combat and the stealth systems and, and leaving the game open while I'm writing stuff down in the document. <laughs> uh so yeah it is a funny balance but uh with with games like these where the quality really sings through anyway um it's 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 always still a pleasure um especially when it's a franchise that i love so much already oh yeah absolutely yeah i've um just the idea of writing a guide uh makes me nervous (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yes it's it's not a skill i've ever tried to 
tried to uh, practice that or anything like that. Yeah, just the idea of um, doing a mission. We're like, all right, now I got to tell someone else how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So now I got a lot of respect for like guide riders because this year I've used a few. That's um, yes. <laughs> thank you very much for your service. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. I oh, know I appreciate that, and it's definitely it's the kind of thing. It's not for everyone, so um, mm. it's funny seeing. I mean, if a couple of Discord servers with like other freelancers and seeing the people who are like, oh, give me any anything writing, anything games, I'm all for it, and others who are like, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. And yeah. um, I've been and with me, for example, doing more stuff with packs, writing previews recently. I'm like exercising muscles. I haven't exercised in years. I'm like, how do I do this again? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Good to stretch my legs and do different stuff. But um, yeah, I can appreciate that. It's uh, challenging for <laughs> challenging for different skill sets for sure. I, I'm just you, curious. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Drew. No, 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 it's all good. I was just going to um, go on a different tangent, but you go. Well, Jeremy, I was going to say just on Spider-Man, um, the, the Sandman's crystals, his memory crystals, you, Drew, <laughs> Drew, have you gone up to that? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I broke a bit off and went, Oh, look, I've got a bit of his memory. Yeah. Nice. Are yeah. we like destroying this man's subconscious? Like, are we like, they just, yes. they describe it. They, they get into it. Okay. Uh, am I, am I? They're saying that his, those are fragments of his mind that were left behind. Yeah, but that, he, but he doesn't and, have those. And we're, fr- and we're freeing them. We're freeing them, fragments. are we? Yeah. But are they going back to him? Uh, basically, no. apparently, you get calls that he be- he's becoming more and more stable in his prison cell as you find more and more of these things. Good yeah, God. <laughs> I felt real weird about it. Like I, like, I was instantly going, like, am I just slowly rewriting this man's brain by destroying the parts of it that he doesn't want to think in some weird right. fucked up like rehabilitation sort of way <laughs> or like is this just like he's just going to not remember anything at all like it was it was it was very very strange i found it is that funny sort of parallel between like this is a, a tr- one of the most triple a games i've ever seen you know sony first party just like the cinematics the finishes like everything about it mm. And then there's like the superhero aspect where it's like, what? <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I never, I never thought about it that deeply. I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm collecting crystals as a side quest in this yeah. game. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just when it comes to Marvel and, um, you know, just an open world video game. So, you know, I'll, I'll do what you tell me to, to do, yep. I guess. Yep. 100%. I've got, I've got some ticks to get and this is one of them. Yep. No, I, I think, I think that's fair enough. I, 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 <laughs> I agree that didn't really make sense. I, when it started speaking to me, I remember Sam was talking to me while I was doing that the first time and it's talking and, but also like the, the shattering sound happened through the, like the, the, the controller speaker. And I'm like, um, am I listening to the controller? No, it's just really faint in game. I didn't have subtitles on and Sam was saying something and I'm like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah no, uh, it, it barely makes sense when you get further into it. Oh, well, <laughs> that's fine. But uh, yeah, so that's spider-man for now uh like i said very much looking forward to getting further into that but let's get into the game that all of us i think spent a bit more time with this weekend which is super mario brothers wonder the first 2d mario game in 11 or 12 years the first new 2d mario game but not a new 2d mario game uh it's not new super mario brothers but it is a new yeah. Super Mario Brothers game. No, exactly, no. Drew gets it. Yeah, it, it. It's not New Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which would be worse. That's right. That would be 
very strange. That would yeah. make it feel like old Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, no, so that's what we've all played this week. Um, I so I I got to play it this weekend. Uh, two or three hours with my mum actually, which is really good. She saw our packs coverage and was like, "Oh, this looks fun. I'd love to try that." So I got to play for the first time with my mum, and we don't we haven't really played games together that much ever. So that was really fun. Oh wow! Um, and awesome. then when I came home, I got to I, I I caught up to that in a separate save, so we can go back to that later. And then went a little bit further ahead. Um, but how about you both? How much did you play? Um, Drew, how how did you go this weekend with it? Um, I finished the game and I'm coming up to 100% completion. So whoa, a fair bit. <laughs> and how how long did that take you? Roundabout, I've got I've got no idea. The switch won't tell me yeah. until yeah, it'll over, tell you in two weeks. Days. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's a little bit tricky too because like yeah, I was playing the Sunday. It was just me and my son, and yep. um, you know, I was giving him the controller. He was just you know pressing the menu button, going to the home screen, you know, yeah. actually not, not playing the game. Um, but there Taking was a, a million screenshots. Where, yeah, yes. I don't know how they find the menu button and the screenshot button, but they do it on all the controllers too. Yeah. It's the PlayStation controller, the, yep. the Pro controller, everything. But yeah, so there was some time just um, just in the menus and that paused while yeah. I was doing things. So I, yeah, I've got no idea how much I was actually playing the game, but... I'll, I'll probably say like just to finish the game probably took me like six hours or seven hours or something. Okay, um, cool. So yeah, just like a, a general go through, just see if I can get everything on the first go. If I don't, I'll get it in the in the second go that I'm doing at the moment. But um, yeah, yeah, cool. So you went you went lingering in any one area too much? No, not too much. Just exploring yep. enough and moving on. Yep. Yeah, nice. How about you, Jeremy? I'm like in the I'm I'm getting close to the end of the second world. Um, so like, like there's like the opening little chunk and then you sort of get into the open world a bit and then you get into like, like the cloud world or whatever it is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm towards the end of that. Uh, probably about like two and a half hours, three hours. I don't know. I've been like some levels I'm like spending a lot of time in. I'm like, oh, this is like, like I'm going to, I'm going to really, really learn this level. And sometimes like, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm meant to do here. Like I'm like figuring out some of those puzzle levels and I'm like, Oh, I feel like an idiot. And then eventually get, I'm like, Oh, I was an idiot. It's actually really simple. Um, yeah, but yep. like, but still really fun to be dumb in that game as it turns out. Um, yeah, for sure. They made another funny fucking banger. <laughs> it's fucking good. It's so it good. Is, it is good. Isn't it? Oh. And, and, and for me enjoying it, I was, so I, I guested on um, the Nintendvania podcast with Josh yesterday, which Drew, I know you you and Josh have a, a bit of back and forth too, um, who we also, I also met at PAX. And we were talking about a bit about this yesterday. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's so much joy in the game. Like it's so, it, it just is really fun. But in a way, as someone who's never finished a 2D Mario game, and has never really clicked with one because it was too hard when I was younger and I never bothered with the new ones. Like, there's, it's so much fun here. Um, uh, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've only been in that first world because, you know, I, I, had to, I, I replayed that first couple of hours, but then when I played it by myself, I was really thorough. <laughs> and there's actually a lot of levels in that first world. If you go off to the side, there's like three more up there and two more down there and another three up there. And, it's um it's yeah. kind of amazing how much they'll they'll give you if you go and find it. But um yeah, Drew, overall, what is, what's your what's your impression of the game? I mean, having completed it, you mustn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nah, boys, I don't know if this is it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's interesting because like the history of 2D Mario, obviously on the Super Nintendo and the original NES, it's just got just 
one of the the series is one of the most iconic just in gaming, just from Mario Brothers 3 to Mario World. Just the differences between those games and the advancements Mario World brought to the series was just huge. Mm-hmm. And then moving into Nintendo 64, we just didn't see 2D Mario. And the industry sort of moved away from 2D. It, 2D was looked at as like old technology. Nobody wants it anymore. And then on the DS with New Super Mario Brothers, they're bringing it back and they brought those mechanics back to 2D. And it was super exciting. I was only a kid at the time, loved Mario World, loved you know all the Mario games. And to be able to play that on DS was awesome. But the problem with those is that they just kept on making those games again and again and again. Yeah. Um, with Super Mario Brothers, or was it New Super Mario Brothers Wii, um, yeah. you know, it added multiplayer. But it was like a, you know, you put them next to each other, they look very similar. And then they just continued on for another two iterations so we just have these games with a very similar color palette just all the worlds are the same theme and it becomes very boring and over the years it's just become kind of sterile which is just the antithesis of well just the complete opposite sorry of what you know mario is yeah it should not it should never feel stale it should never feel boring and that is what new super mario oh that's what super mario brothers wonder is uh finally bringing to the table for the 2d series because you know, with Mario Odyssey, Mario Galaxy, 3D Land, 3D World, they've just been going up and up as the time goes on. But we haven't had that with 2D. But we can finally say now that, like, there is an awesome 2D Mario game you can compare to Mario World or even New Super Mario Brothers um, DS or Wii, which I do believe those games are awesome as well, especially when they came out. But it's nice just to have a Mario game that is just full of life, just every little bit of animation is just so carefully thought about. The level design is fantastic. Every level brings something different with the wonder seed and all of the different badges you can claim. And, um, you know, the game, it's not too hard, but as you're going through each level, it is very much just exploring every little nook and cranny, interacting with everything to see if a secret pops out. Mm. And it's, um, it's something that I've just thoroughly enjoyed just, you know, not having to worry about the timer, not having to worry about people bumping into you or whatever if you're playing two-player. Yeah. It's just about exploring the world and seeing what happens if you can find that wonder seed, if you can find those flower coins. And it's um, it's been just an absolute joy to play through because when the reviews came out, there's a lot of 10 out of 10s. And I was like, I was very much just like, this is going to have to be an amazing, amazing return to form for 2D Mario to be that 10 out of 10. I don't, personally, for me, I wouldn't rate it 10 out of 10. I'll give it a, I'll probably give it a nine, for example. I think there's a couple of things in there that they can improve on as far as, um, you know, making it that quality to, personally, for me, be a 10 out of 10. Um, The biggest one being the boss battles. Uh, They are just like a, a copy and paste, just again and again, just being a little bit different throughout the, the course of the game with uh, Bowser Jr. But um, apart from that, it's just, um, it's been a great game. So I can't wait to uh, get back to it and hopefully 100% it. There's a, there's a particular world in there which is designed to be very hard. So mm. I don't know. It might take me uh, a night or two or it might take me two weeks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, don't know how long it's going to take me. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just um, stoked about it. And it's, it's awesome as well, Kerry, because you saying that, this is like your first 2D Mario that you'll probably play through. I was, 
when, when you said you're playing with your mum, I'm like, oh, she, she must have played with you when you were younger or something. But that obviously like wasn't the case. Like what, what drew her to the game to be able to, you know, to want to play with you? Yeah, it's a good question. I think based on the, cause she said that after seeing the TikTok we made. So like two minutes of interspersed footage and our, and our, and our preview from our time at PAX. And I think if I had to, I should have asked her myself, but I think honestly it would have been all those, it, the style of the game, just that bit more different, a bit less, you know, plasticky, bit, um, mm. a bit more creative and evocative. But I would also say, like you said, there's so many, there's so much detail on all those animations. Um, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It feels like you could find something unique for them to say or do or a unique way for them to react. Like the, like even things as simple as, the way Goombas sleep now. And then when you, you bump into them, they're like, whoa. And then they start walking and, um, or, or the way every time they go into a pipe is, is different. Whether it's an up and down pipe or a sideways pipe where they, they go through and they leave that and Mario leaves his hat behind. He has to grab it on his way through again. Like it's, it's, it's so much gorgeous variety that it's just so fun to look at. Even when you're playing it, even when you're in motion. Um, we had a great time the two of us, she, she was a, a bit overwhelmed. Um, so we didn't get too far and I was trying to make sure she was doing okay. Um, but that meant we were taking our time in all the levels too. And even taking our time, like spending like five or 10 minutes in some of these levels that I, you know, if it was just me, I know I would probably have done in two. It was, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't matter. We were still having fun. I was still having fun of watching the, watching the piranha plants walk around or that, that first time you pick up a wonder seed and, I think my favorite effect I've seen so far is when they break out into song and they name the song title in the bottom of the screen like it's a music video. God, yeah. that, that, I find that so hilarious. It's so funny. And the, the way that the talking flowers, ah, it's just that there's so much surprise. And it's not even in just the Wonder Seeds itself. It's the, it, it is those details. Those details are surprising. You can miss the Wonder Seed and still have a great time in these levels. And then go back and find the wonder seed, and it's even more surprising. And and on, yeah. on top of what, what you were saying before, Drew, about like and and when you was all care about like exploring the levels and all that stuff, like you are you are consistently rewarded for doing that. Um, and it's not just a reward gameplay wise. It's not just like oh you got another item or like you know there's a there's a bunch of coins here or purple coins. Um, like those exist, but you are rewarded with like personality. And you're rewarded with like, you know, like little jokes or, or, you know, like a little, a little wink that like, Hey, like you're exploring it, keep exploring it. We love that you're exploring it. We've built this for you to really get into every corner, as you said. Um, and like experience, like the joy that the game is like celebrating basically. Like it is, it is mm. constantly celebrating itself. Um, because I think, like, because they know that, like, the 2D series has sort of been, uh, like, put on the back burner, perhaps, in regards to, like, its its place in the in the Nintendo, like, pantheon. Um, and them bringing this out, even, like, also, like, the, the timing of them bringing it out. You know, we're getting close to the end of the Switch. We're getting close to the beginning of the next one. Them capping off this console, which has been a return to form for a lot of its big franchises... Um, with like, hey, like we're gonna bring out the best two D Mario that you've played in like two decades. Um, is so cool and so deliberate. 
um, and such just like a celebration of like, like, hey baby, this is fucking video games. This is like the <laughs> most fucking video game ass video game I've played in forever and it loves it. And so I love it. It's so good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, definitely. Like just, I think there's nothing more joyful than Mario when it comes to video games. Like there's so many publishers in that that do awesome jobs at, you know, what they're good at and everything. And I I love so many developers in this industry, but when it comes to just like the pure joy of playing it and interacting with it, there's honestly nothing better than Mario. I think they, they do do it so well and they make it look so easy. I think yeah. a lot of people dismiss 2d games or um, 2d platforms, especially, but what this game achieves just through like a simple genre is just astounding. It, it, it's, it's the, the most polished game I've, I think I've ever played. Like there's like, there was the core that they built you know, up. That's here. a good point, Jeremy. Yeah. Like every single thing is so, like every single aspect of the game has been looked at and worked at and put together and like executed on in the, the most impressive way I've, think i've ever seen like every like every little animation every touch the ui um the style of the ui that like you know the the silhouette of the elephant that shows up behind you when you transit when you transition into the elephant when you get the 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 seed thing um the even just the little like the the reverse spotlight that zooms in on wherever you're traveling in a warp pipe and every single thing has got so much love and care in it that you sort of only really get in a Mario game. Like even in Nintendo's other massive games, like, you know, the like Metroid Prime series, the like Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, um, all of their games, like let's like, I'm, I'm not including Pokemon in this. Like they, they, they put yeah. a, they put a lot of care into almost every single aspect of it. This is every single aspect. There is nothing here that they that they looked at and went, that's enough. Like, it's it's, it's so extra in the be, in the best way. It feels mm. so cohesive as well. Yeah, I think if there's one thing that really elevates it for me above those previous games, at least mechanically, because I think the the animation and the detail and everything we've, we've just gone over is is quite high up there and maybe one of the best parts. But mechanically, I think it was such a good choice for them to finally give the boot to the score and the timer. I'm so glad that they're gone. And not because I dis... Well, I I always looked at them as like a, I don't know why you're here kind of a vibe. Again, as someone who's never really appreciated the 2D Mario games. But like I said, being able to just go through a level and it's like, oh, actually, I want to go back. Maybe I can get that, that purple 10 coin if I like... And I could just go do that. And if I want to, that's fine. And like... There's so many fun little things along the way that it's that it's a joy and it's not it's not um it's not a chore. I I think it's the I think it's the way for 2D Mario going forward. Um, personally, unless they go super, unless they like flip flop and they go super hardcore into like, here's Mario: The Lost Levels two. Like <laughs> they go super hard into like the old um, Mario style of like intense um difficult platforming. Then I think that that format works well in that scenario, but um, you can kind of find that ad infinitum in Mario Maker. So yeah, I think this, I think that's the, one of my favorite changes they've made to the genre, I guess, or to their, to their entries with this game. You will find some difficult levels in this, just, uh, 
just uh, give you a bit of a warning. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one oh. that I lost like 50 lives on. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, when, I've seen people talking end. about a um a music synchronization level where you got to jump at the right time with blocks that like turn on and off or something like that. Yeah, that'll be the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, I've just seen people lamenting about that this weekend. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm I all for a challenge. Today. I'm all for a challenging level. Like I love yeah. Celeste, for example, but um. I, I would much prefer to engage with it in the format of this game than in than in the previous entries, personally. Uh, now, I have a, I have a question for you both. Have either of you connected to the online features? Yes, yes, yes. This was a, a big surprise for me, actually, just how well this works. Because the the first night I um I just played normally offline. Then I was in the menu. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll connect, mm. and uh, it sort of yeah, it blew me away with just what um how it changed the game. Yeah, it's 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 kind of everywhere, isn't it? It's funny. So, Jeremy, you're, you're shaking your head. You didn't turn it on. Well, like I, I've I've I haven't done it. I've seen what it is, um, but I yep. I've not because um, I was I was in another state. I didn't have the, the Wi-Fi to do that. Oh yeah, fair enough. So I'll 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 just explain it briefly, just in case anyone who's listening hasn't. Um, but the as soon as you opt in to connect to the online system, it immediately create uh, it, it immediately if you're on the world map you'll see ghosts of random other characters walking around and you have like an emote button and you can like you can send a smiley face at them or like whatever um and that's kind of it you can't really do anything on the world map but when you're in the the game you can also see those ghosts of players and you can put down like cardboard billboards they call them standees of like pictures of of your character yeah and what those are good for is if a car- if if a player goes down while they're connected online they don't immediately die they uh turn into a ghost like they're playing in multiplayer and they, they can either touch one of the ghosts that are running around or one of the standees to revive themselves um and it, it, it just that whole system ends up being really strange in a way because it, it's kind of like dark souls where you're seeing ghostly figures pop in and pop out of existence and it's like <laughs> wait what was that or like uh let me tell you about a game called death stranding so like in the, <laughs> so mario yeah, wonder it is a game. Ma- <laughs> mario wonder is another entry into the strand genre of video oh, games wow. where you are you are placing down objects to help build a collective consciousness of people that can that can then <laughs> proceed further than they might have if uh, if you then they mightn't have if you weren't there for example so um but yeah no, it, it is it is closer to, to, to dark souls in its execution but also yeah like it is yeah it, it's definitely I, I definitely of, a strand game <laughs> i thought of dark souls and um also destiny like the, like the the buzz around when like destiny first came out it was like oh and you'll see other players in your world yeah. and you, there's not that many ways to interact and you kind of just forget about them. <laughs> like, like that was my interpretation of it, but they're, they're all, they're all uh game starting with, with D I guess on that one. So I guess there's something with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, did you have it on for the majority of your playtime, Drew? Yeah, I have. So when, when I turned it on, like, it's just like a, it's a simple little thing, but I'm very, um, I'm very happy. It's a feature they implemented because I don't really want to be like, Hey, um, guys, do you want to play some Mario with me? Like, All right, eight o'clock, let's jump on. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm not really into the, into that necessarily for this game in particular, but I'm quite happy just for randoms just to be there. And uh, for a few levels, we're just playing together. Well, that's cool. And, you know, it's kind of addictive too because when you put down the standees, if somebody else uses it, it gives you points to like... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look, if I... And it gets you thinking like, this would be a good spot to put a standee because someone's going to die here. 
and then they'll have to use my stand and I'll get points. So it, that really it's sort is of the most like Death Stranding, isn't it? Like creating a bridge yeah. and oh yes, rate my bridge, rate my bridge. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so like, X Y Z has delivered a package for you, like. <laughs> so it, it gives you like a another way of thinking about the game as you're playing it. But it wasn't until I did a particular level where you have to find these hidden coins, and there there was one in particular which was really difficult to find. I got no idea where this goddamn thing is. So I ended up actually going out when I was playing by myself. But when I turned on like the online feature, I'm like, I'm going to go back to it. So I went back and everybody's jumping around frantically looking for these coins. And I see somebody like in the corner just doing something a little bit strange. I'm like, hmm, they've found found something weird. Like it helped me work it out, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then on one of like the five-star levels, um, there was like a bunch of us all huddled together, just like, you know, we're, we're dying left and right, but we're just reviving each other like, doo, 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 as we're going through. So I guess in some ways, if you if you want the game to remain a challenge, you know, you should, you should probably play it by yourself because, you know, if you just want to play a pure platformer game. But it kind of, it was really fun because it really made you work, like uh, have really great teamwork with a bunch of randoms just ha- who happened to be doing the same level at the exact same time as you. Just sitting in their house, just like, oh, look, there's this uh, guy called Idruby, buddy, bopping and hopping around. I hope they can revive me while um while he's uh here with me. And uh, yeah, there was a couple of levels where I'm like, I don't know if I would have done that by myself, but I'm glad uh I'm glad we had some teamwork yeah. there because there's some instances where you die, and uh you know you're like your little ghost, you got five seconds, you're frantically like, quick, quick, come back to me. And some some people actually like do like come back and save you, which is pretty cool to see. Um, so I actually really like it. I think it's absolutely fan, fantastic to be honest with you. When just how simple it is, just it's all it all just works, which you know you can't say for every Nintendo game, but you just especially turn with it. online, right? <laughs> especially with online. Uh, but yeah, no, this certainly just works. Just turn it on, and there's people in your world, and um, if you get a good group, you can achieve anything. You can achieve anything. Yeah, nice, nice. I um. I I did turn it on that when I was going through that second time. Um and in those earlier levels I did find that it did trivialize the challenge a little bit. Uh like I kind of wanted to I wanted a bit of more of a, a souls like you conquered this, you got good kind of feeling. And I felt like, <laughs> oh well, I just got through that because someone revived me and that's fine. <laughs> but, <I felt> like, <laughs> uh, but that's you know, they give you that option, which is great. Like it's a hard yeah. on or a hard off, and like that's that's cool. Um I almost wish they gave you a few more toggles, like turn on world map ghosts, but not in-game ghosts, but leave standees on or something like that. I think that could be cool, but as it stands, I think it, it's probably best to keep it a bit simpler. Um, that'd, be, that'd be too complicated because otherwise you'd be in the game. So I can leave a standee, but I can't revive you. And that'll be like, then it's got a match make and yeah. It'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah Nintendo's, smaller, probably. Nintendo's only literally just figured out how the internet works. So for them to, to, to have more that options. That is true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, those are, uh, those are some of the, the biggest changes, but have we got, uh, any, any, any final thoughts on the game that we want to, want to get out before we head to the break here? Just, um, yeah, a, a complete, um, just reimagination of 2D Mario, which, you know, obviously the roots are still there. Just, mm. just a pure joy to play so much fun and, uh, can't wait to get more of those wonder seeds and have that yeah. big tick. That big hundred percent tick, that'd be nice. One hundred percent, yeah. I, I don't Jeremy? I don't think that 
they will, which is I think is a, I think the, I think it's a shame. But I would love for them to do like either either like and like they won't because like this game is just no longer supported basically at all. But the, adding this style to Mario Maker two, um, adding this oh. this, this vibe, um, because the kind of shit that people could come up with with the elephant Mario, the the new power ups, the just the look of the world. Um, That's Mario Maker three. Yeah, like it it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it realistically is um, Wonder Maker. Yeah, I also and like I don't think that I also don't think this will happen, but I'm I'm curious if the next three D Mario will adopt a similar style in any way. Um, the the two D Mario like new the new Super Mario Brothers style. Um, it got like a it got a bit stale. Um, kind of quick um, and 3D sort of took that and then like tuned it to sort of be a little bit more um, stylized um, as, as they went on post the, the new Super Mario Brothers style I, I am curious if the 3D Marios are going to be influenced by this style this art style, this feeling um, at all because um, I think that, that you could make a really incredible like you know sequel-esque to Odyssey that feels like wonders vibe um mm. or even if they like went back and remade 64 or or something right but just made it the wonder art style give it like a, a modern character mm. controller and in full 3d yeah, yeah wow like I, I think there's there's room to adapt this style into 3d as well without it feeling like they're just cashing in on this thing um even though like they totally could and it would be great because it's like it's really good it's a really like 2d mario is suddenly in a really good spot mm. so i think that level of detail that we've found in this game would be harder to execute on as faithfully in a 3d setting because it's harder to like hide things just behind a little certain thing and like you have that camera control and so it's harder to like obfuscate things and then reveal things and stuff like that so i wonder if that yeah i, I mean i i would love to see it I, I wonder if it would just take a long, long time. <laughs> it, it, it would take a while. Maybe something the size of like Bowser's Fury could be like a little bit more palatable mm. for them to like, if they, if, if they made another like mini 3D episode and just sort of went like, what else can we do with this? Um, yeah. That that could be something that I would be very interested in. Yeah. yeah. I, it's um, funny. Oh, sorry. Go true. Oh, I, I hope that they just don't repeat the uh, the look or the feel of this game again, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't want a repeat of New Super Mario Brothers where it is just like, all right, we made another one. Like I mm. want the next 2D or 3D have game to have their own unique sort of personality and characteristics. So I hope they just um, come up with something else because that's what they're best at and people, it's true. You know, that's what they want from Nintendo, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I think that old style is, honestly, it is handled uh, fairly well. Not entirely, but like a good solid amount by Mario Maker. It's funny you mentioning that, Jeremy. Um, when I was talking on Nintendvania yesterday, uh, Josh brought up the Ask the Developer uh, blog that they've put out, which is a bunch of interviews with a number of senior developers who worked on the game. Um, and they mentioned how they, uh, they were seeing the feedback for Mario Maker 2 and some of the lines where people said, we don't ever need a new Mario game because like Mario Maker 2 is so good mm. and how that realistically did impact some of their decision-making with this game, how they were like, here's everything that you can't have yeah. in a Mario Maker game. Yeah. Here's everything that you won't find previously in the series. 
um, which I think is great. Like, yeah. like, like, because they didn't do it in a in like a punitive way or a or a petty way. It was like, a, oh yeah, what what else could we do? You know, they did it in they did it in their Nintendo way, which I think is excellent. Yeah, they, they did it in their like suddenly almost everything in this game feels like it's been a part of the Mario canon for such a long time, even though it is brand new. Like, mm. it, like it reminds me of the same way that like, like Isabel feel Isabel from animal crossing feels like a, a character that's been a part of Nintendo for ages and ages and ages when she's still relatively new. Um, but she just feels like that. She feels that like classic Nintendo vibe of a character a lot of the stuff in Wonder feels like that, even though it is new, where it's like, this could have been around for a long time, but it's so creative that it's like, it was only done so recently, um, mm-hmm. which is, that's a that's a difficult thing for them to do. And they've done it repeatedly in this game. Yeah. And in the same year where they came out with Tears of the Kingdom, you know, where they they somehow reinvented breath of the wild after breath of the wild reinvented zelda like like it's it's amazing to see them continue to do it and it's and it's why we we why we continue to have our put our faith in them yeah Mm. yeah like i said earlier they just make it look so easy like yeah i think uh, a lot of people sort of you know i guess discredit these games because of their simplicity but you know sometimes that's that's all you need yeah yeah couldn't agree more drew all right, so we'll we'll leave we'll leave Mario there. I'm so excited to get back to it later this week. Um, and uh, yeah, let us know if you're playing. And um, uh, yeah, like like I said, I can't wait to get back. So we are going to go on a quick break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk all things South by Southwest Sydney. We've had Jeremy there for the last week, so stick around, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've just been talking about the Las Vegas Sphere. What do they call it? The, yeah, that's it. The Vegas Sphere. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, easy. That's that's. It's just say what you see. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to call it the Orb because you know the, the pondering the Orb thing. But like, yeah, yeah the, pondering my Orb. Yeah. 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 We talked about that. We talked about uh, we talked about uh, the new slim PlayStation and PlayStation charging for stands. Mm-hmm. There's something. I, did you notice that it's a the vertical stand that you can buy separately? You can use it with the current model, apparently. Oh, weird! Can you use the current yeah. model one with this? I guess you could. I guess you could. Maybe if if the metal one works. Watch them. Would watch, the hook would the hooks get in the way though? That's the only thing. Yeah. Would, yeah. Have they added a notch so you can't? Like they've just added that a thing so you just so can't do it. Up. Yeah. That would be so messed up. Uh, but not surprising for PlayStation. But anyway, this isn't a PlayStation week. We'll, we'll they'll they'll have their time. We'll, we'll rip on them another time like we like we have when they keep making random decisions like they have the last couple of years. But uh, that's not what this second half of the show is all about. We're here to talk about the very first South by Southwest Sydney, which happened this previous week in Sydney. In Sydney. Would, you, would you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy got to go with Minimap for Minimap. I sure Jeremy, I, I've hardly spoken to you all week because you've been busy yeah. when you weren't working or doing stuff for south by southwest you were you were um doing days of work remotely yeah um and otherwise you were you were out in the town you're out at fortress you're out seeing movie premieres you were you were doing all kinds of things you're getting selfies with tom cardi which i'm majorly (laughs) jealous about uh tell us about your week so what a week okay so like this this was like 
I have so many changed feelings about this week from each individual day where at the beginning I thought it was kind of a little bit weird and a little bit messy and then it sort of came together a little bit like oh that's actually pretty cool and then a little bit later I'm like okay it's not as it's maybe still a bit bit messy I think overall by the end of it it was really good um as an overall show overall offering um it was very good the price for entry to buy an all access pass is a tremendous amount of money and far too much. Um, so much money. It, like the the, like the we were talking about roadcasters before this. So much more than a roadcaster. Yeah, yeah. To, to get oh. a, to get an all access to everything pass, I think the 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 upper limit on the on the on the money it costs to get a pass, I think, is about sixteen hundred dollars. Um, oh my fucking god! Something like that. <laughs> um, and for and a festival. And, and like, look, the thing is, like, it goes for a week. And I think, like, yeah, every, what people need it, what need to take into consideration is that, like. No one is interested in everything that this show has to offer. And the show is not built for you to experience everything. They have other badges for just gaming stuff and some for just music and some for just film and some for just tech because it is all of those things. Um, and there are, there are cheaper versions of that for like day passes, which are like still a bit of money, um, but they are much more affordable um, to go to certain things. Oh, I didn't realize they had day passes. The only ones I ever saw was like the whole week for one type of event or the whole event. So a, week. a lot of those cheaper options were popped up for sale a lot closer to the show itself. Um, and I think that they didn't do a great job at marketing that part of it. Um, as well as you can also get tickets to some of those events individually. So for like... Halfway through the week, I, I went to go see a screening of a movie called The People's Joker, um, which is a movie that I wanted to see for a while. Um, and that was, I, I believe, without, without checking, my understanding is that you, can, you, could have, you could have bought a ticket to that as well as if you had an all-access pass gone to it. So because I, because I was provided an all-access pass for the media accreditation, I was able to go to that. But my understanding is that you could have also just bought a ticket just to that, which probably just would have cost you the price of a movie ticket. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, having the all-access pass allowed me to sort of spread out my week and do a whole bunch of random stuff. Um, like there was a couple... Like so the gaming stuff started on the Wednesday. I got there on the Sunday um and didn't really do anything on sunday because sunday was like there was one thing open which was like the opening showcase for the entire show um and then one or two music acts after which i didn't do um it's funny you said there was like an opening showcase and i'm like oh it sounds like the olympics you know <laughs> yeah like it, it, it kind of feels like that a little bit because it is this it is this everything event because it is equally film tech music and games um which is a lot especially like first time bringing all four of those things to sydney um i i need to explain how it physically exists in the city as well because this is the weird part and this is something that i hope that they change next year so the icc the international convention center which is the the, the, the convention center in sydney hosted um the tech expo which is your your inner convention center tech expo with people with booths Everything you would imagine a tech expo has, that's what that was. Like packs. Yeah, like packs for tech. Um, weirdly enough, 
VR games were relegated into there um, and not where the games were, which I'll explain about that in a moment, which is weird. I think because okay. they were treated as tech, which is <laughs> weird um, and not quite right. Um, then there was the music stuff was primar- primarily at music venues. So they could have been mostly like that. They, they were, they were nearly all around where Sydney is um, fairly easy to go to. I didn't end up going to any of them because I was just busy every night. Um, but uh, one of my friends who ended up staying with me in the hotel for a few days um, uh, went to a lot of them and they had an amazing time. So that seemed quite good as well. The movie stuff was a mix of panels at the ICC because um, they've got conference room for panels and events like like premieres and stuff happening primarily at the cinemas that are like a 15 minute, 20 minute walk from the ICC. Um, those are then at different times because the events are usually happening um, in the evening. Um, sometimes they'll be like, like, a, like from four until, you know, seven, they'll just be running short films or, you know, at, mm. at nine o'clock at night, there was a, I went to the premiere of the Wiggles documentary, um, which was, which was nice. quite, quite <laughs> entertaining and Wiggles old and new were there. Um, overall, I thought oh, that was a decent documentary. Jealous of that. <laughs> it was really fun. It was, it was quite fun. There was a Q and a, which was interesting. Um, I think overall the documentary is like, it's good. It, it wasn't great. It was nice okay. and and nostalgic which was good um but i think that and look it's a documentary about the wiggles but maybe they were a little bit too lenient on some of the mistakes that the wiggles had made over the years um and glossed over them quite quite quickly jeremy wants that hard-hitting journalism well i just tell w- me the truth about the wiggles look look are you talking about the sam situation i am talking about the sam situation yeah yeah no <laughs> sorry this is a tangent but go on just, go um, for it <laughs> Uh, after you know uh, we play the wiggles a lot in this household yep. just for my son yeah and i'm sitting there just like why did emma leave the wiggles i'm like that sam guy why did he leave and there yeah. I'm, I'm just googling why my son's hopping and bopping to the yeah. wiggles so look i've spent a lot of time like <laughs> I've, I've got questions for the wiggles and so i'm actually kind of keen for this documentary but look you're not yeah, gonna, no. you're not gonna get a lot yeah. of answers about the sam stuff from the documentary unfortunately oh, okay. you will get answers about emma um and it is not nearly as as i think yeah, um, no. uh, controversial as people might expect it to be. Man, this is, um, this yeah. is all news to me. I, I'm, I'm, I literally Googled. <laughs> what did I Google? I looked up the Wiggles Sam situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I believe that documentary comes out tomorrow on like Prime or whatever. Um, but yeah. like it's yeah, it the Sam stuff they gloss over real quick. And he was <laughs> he was also the only Wiggle that wasn't who was on the red carpet and yet not a part of the Q and A. Um, so, oh. and also didn't spend oh, he, a lot, oh. did not spend a lot of time on the red carpet. Um, didn't really seem to, that he did spend any time at the red carpet. Yeah. Though. He wasn't well, going to be at the Q and a, yeah, it was, it was a, a noticeable omission, I think we'll say, um, which is why I was a little bit disappointed that the documentary didn't go there. Um, because yeah, I, I guess, I guess the truth is just like, yeah, they kind of, they kind of fucked me either. That's just like, yeah, like my understanding <laughs> is that say. his contract ended, but also they definitely just like cut him out um, yeah they just they just booted him out yeah no yeah. it's uh it's crazy but yeah. yeah sorry i don't want to no 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 like it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's oh, so fine uh, that's that's great yeah <laughs> um wiggles controversy um that's amazing yeah uh so yeah so like the movie stuff was at cinemas primarily is with panels and and like there's there's mixture events for nearly every industry at bars and and other clubs and stuff um 
Tell you what though, a lot of open bars. South by Southwest, if you want to get sloshed on a lot of <laughs> on a, on a very expensive pass, there are worse ways to do it. Like they well, would they will just feed you alcohol wherever you go. You said that to me on like the Friday and I'm like, well, that's where the money's going. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like I'm talking tech expo in the middle of the expo hall, just like scan your badge, here's some wine. Scan your, scan your badge, here's some beer. Just like you just keep going back to that one place and they'll just give you more and more. You just walk around the whole expo just with just downing. Like 11 a.m.? Uh, not open that early. Um, I, think, I, think it, <laughs> I think it opened at about 2 um, How long was the expo hall open for? Uh, it closes, I think, about 5 Oh, um, wow, and, they really and, make right. you cram those beers at the end of the day, don't they? So it's oh, like it's like it's like worth. it's like textbo <laughs> happy hour. It, it's it's the only way I could get through someone else explaining how AI is going to change the like the security industry or whatever the hell. I'm sitting here like this is just fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> but the game stuff, so the stuff that I was primarily there for. I will talk about the other stuff a little bit later, but the stuff I was primarily there for was the game stuff. So the game stuff you might expect to be in the ICC as well. It was not. The game stuff was the next suburb over, about oh, a oh. fifteen-minute walk, twenty-minute walk. Okay. Um, in a suburb called Chippendale, um, which I think is a great name for a suburb. Really good. Is that a joke? I'm not. I'm not kidding. Um, Welcome to Chippendale, guys. Yeah. Chippendale. yeah. <laughs> one word. One word. One, one word. What the fuck? Um, uh, around the corner from Fortress Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. If, if I didn't, if I didn't know, if, if like, because I learned about Chippendale um, from a game that I'll talk about very soon. Um, if I didn't know that that place existed when I got there, I would have been like taking photos and tweeting me like, like motherfuckers got a suburb called Chippendale. Like it's so good. Was it Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Uh, no. Do for the SNES? Uh, no. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so the, in, in, in this other location, in the function rooms of a hotel is where the games were. Oh. Not near the ICC. And uh, just a hotel, right? So there's not really like a, a mingling concourse. You're just going from room to room. No, 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 no. So it was in the function room. So it was, it was like, it was like oh. a lot, it was a large space. Um, and there was also like a concourse where they had, they had mixes every day um, for the games industry every morning um, and some evenings. And also right around Fortress where nearly all of the night events were at. Um, four games. Four games. There was another location for games as well around the corner from there near Central Station called the Eddy or the Edy. I'm not sure how you say it. Um, which was a smaller convention space um, than, the, um, than the function rooms at the McEwa Hotel where most of the games were at. Mm which most people didn't know existed. And so uh, anytime you went in there, it was mostly empty. What um, was it? It was like that speed running room. It was that Mio or DreamHack or um, uh, Game Expo. I don't remember. <laughs> but there was that one room where you found it. It was like, oh, this is a cool space. Why does no one know about this? Yeah, kind of, except it wasn't a great space. You kind of had to like, you walk in and then they're like, hey, and they're like, do you want, to, do you want one of those like negative 196 lemon drinks i'm like it's like 8 a.m like no and then and they're like all right no worries like it wasn't 8 a.m it was later but like, like no no worries and so i walk in and there's like a bunch of so so this is the weird thing about about the game stuff at south by southwest 
there were a lot of games that were listed on their website, something like a hundred or so games were going to be there at, at shown at South by Southwest. That is true and not true at the same time because each of those games was were brought into a group and there were four different groups, group A, B, C, and D, and each <laughs> day... already too complicated. Yeah, and each day a different group would take over those rooms. Right. Sometimes there would be two groups a day if there was no events on in the night and so there'd be a group from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m., and then 5 p.m. until 9 p.m. And most of, I think I think all the games got to go at least twice, maybe three times. Now, my understanding is, I, sp- I spoke to a couple of people, that was not communicated directly to the people that were there. So oh. everyone went there expecting PAX-style booths. You have a booth, you have a place, you're going to be there. You're going to have people there, people on the booth. They also were and it's set up for like three or four days. Yeah, and my, my understanding is that they also that, that that they were reaching out to games and developers who were definitely not going to be able to make it there, and said, "Don't worry, we'll put someone there so people can just run the game, and they'll like like you won't be there to field questions, but we'll have like our volunteers there running your game to be a part of the festival itself." Um, there was That's there, there was quite a few of them. Um, uh, so that was weird and not quite communicated across to everybody was my understanding or at least some of that got missed with some people because they were getting people in like really quick and some of them were just like just send me a build and we'll have a laptop they're running your game they had standardized laptops there and so some of the games didn't run amazingly well on them most of them were fine but there were a couple noticeable moments where like like this is crashing on this laptop but it, but the developer is like yeah like it runs fine at home um, and, I'm, and, and, I'm, and I'm like, like uh, and they were like, look, it's in development. I'm like, it's in development, it's fine. I don't care. But like, they were like, yeah, this, the game crashes every hour and I just have to restart it um, because this <laughs> laptop was not what I'm building my game on currently. Yeah. Um, what makes this worse that this was so far away from seemingly the rest of South by Southwest where people were primarily at during the day because the music stuff doesn't really happen during the day and the movie stuff during the day was happening at the ICC while in the evening was happening at cinemas was that the tech stuff was happening at the ICC where there was also all of these branded branded houses is what they were calling. It's just brand activation stuff. It's like, go to the Channel 7 house and drink a bunch of beer or go to the Snapchat house and drink a bunch of beer or go to the Amazon house and drink a bunch of beer um uh all of that stuff was happening around (laughs) all that stuff was happening around the icc and all the gaming stuff felt like it was weirdly relegated all the way over to where fortress is which is very strange and so what makes that worse is that there were panels from the games industry happening at the icc which you had to walk 20 minutes for go see the panel walk 20 minutes back to keep playing the games that included people who were showing off games they just suddenly had to plan ahead and plan back to make sure that there was someone on their yeah, booth like book ubers and yeah and like it was it was confusing and next year i hope they don't do that i really hope they don't do that um i'm not yeah. sure if they had any any maybe there was something to do with fortress and there was some commercial deer or may, maybe there was the the because the ICC is huge there was space for them to be there maybe it was okay. maybe yeah. it was too much money I doubt it considering that my understanding is that they've got a five-year deal with like Tourism Sydney or something and they're going to be there for five years. That's my understanding. Don't quote wow. me on that. 
um, provided it goes well is what I've heard. And I, my understanding is that they've already made their money back from the first one. Um, confusing, really confusing, especially the shift allocation. So I was talking to Guck, which is um, uh, an indigenous run um, studio um, in Australia and their, their game is not ready to show off yet. So they were there basically just like, just, you know, getting the word out about their game and also selling merch. Mm. And I was like, Hey, like, you know, like, how are you going? Have you got the game? No, no worries. Like, I'm really excited for it. Um, like, 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 you know, what are you sort of like doing here? And they're like, Oh, we're selling merch. And I'm like, Oh, you're selling merch. And they're like, yeah, but it's like fucking weird. Cause then we've got to pack up in three hours. <laughs> And, yeah. then, and then for the next shift, they're not <laughs> selling any merch. And so they don't really know what they're doing here because like that wasn't directly communicated that like you're not going to have a permanent space. You're just going to have a space sometimes, which is fucking bizarre. Yeah. It was hot desks that you would rotate through. Same with the Eddie as well. It was hot desks there, but because most people didn't know what existed, at least when I went, which was on the Wednesday, it was a room with about, let's say 15 games and there were six people in there, including devs. Oh. And I was, oh, I, no. yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, they, like people had just left. It was like, I, like, there's no point in me like standing in here. Wow. Um, yeah, it yeah, was. That sounds really mishandled. It, it, like, it, it was. The other thing is, is it's also it's not a it's not really a consumer show. The consumers weren't coming in. Hmm. Nearly everyone that was there was another dev industry adjacent media investors plenty of investors publishers they weren't really there it's like a trade show almost it felt more like a trade show for the game stuff which is also not what i really felt like that show was going to be that's not what south by southwest is marketed as it's a festival right well it's, like it, it's, a- it's everything it's because it, there's a lot of mixes there's a lot of industry events there's a lot of like like you know meet with investor nights like there's a lot of that stuff deals get done at south by southwest um yes but also the public can go and enjoy movies and yeah music. but but yeah. those are those are usually the events in the night those are not usually the daytime events because most people are working their job it's it was awkward, I think, to mm. say to say the least. That being what said, what do you reckon, Drew? Are you gonna are you gonna book a plane ticket for next year? Um, well, that's the thing. Like, I I didn't know about this whatsoever until I was talking to you boys that Friday night. Mate. Yeah, you know when Jeremy said he was going off the next week. Oh, where, where are you going? And yeah, you talked about it then, and yeah, I, I had no idea about it. But just you know, when it comes to me going, I've got to. I've got to fly there rather than just drive to Melbourne for packs. So it would have to be pretty, pretty great to be able mm. to, um, you know, to entice me to go to Sydney, which is probably one of my least favorite um, <laughs> oh, yeah. cities in the country. I can tell me about so, it. Take me a little bit to want to go back there. How um, muggy was it, Jeremy? Yeah. Uh, it was actually all right. It was like the, the weather. I, I, I suppose it's October. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, it was actually like, it was weirdly Melbourne adjacent weather for most of the thing. It was like a kind of overcast, raining a little bit at times. And then they will throw a random 30 degree day in there. It was like, right. it was like everyone was making jokes that like we brought the PAX weather up to South by Southwest, <laughs> um, which was funny. Um, I, the, one conf- the one convention I went to in Sydney was in January 
and yeah. it was miserable. Warm. That was a miserably stinking hot weekend yeah. in a convention center with no air conditioning. Oh, uh, the ICC, wonderful to be inside. <laughs> yeah. Like perfectly like temperature controlled all the way throughout. Yeah, um, nice. So... Oh, God. So that was weird and felt really weird at the beginning. And then like there was an, there was like a there was a performance that night from some some of the the artists, um, some of the musical artists from Stray Gods, which was really good, Troy Baker, Montaigne, all that stuff. It was that was really great. Seeing that happen there, that was really cool. Great, great show. Um and then things started to pick up. Everyone started to realize what this was and started to fit that mold a bit better. I then got to see some really incredible games and I got to talk to some really wonderful people. Um, and then by the end of the week, when it sort of got to, there was, there was an awards night on the Friday night, um, the South by Southwest Game Awards, which was hosted at, at Fortress. There was a genuinely wonderful sense of camaraderie from the, Australia, from the Sydney game development scene. There was a really wonderful sense of, you know, it doesn't always have to be in Melbourne, um, which to them is like everything. Not I suppose, I suppose Melbourne's kind of dominated well, the local scene for ten years plus now. Hey, and it's and it's not just the scene. I think is that's important to know. So like Screen Victoria, or, or like Vic Creative in general, is 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 very important to the Australian game development scene. You know, um, the Game Awards. The game, the Australian Game Developer Awards happens in Melbourne. Melbourne International Games Week is huge. Screen Vic um, sponsors an award at the Australian Game Development Awards every year, and that award is only available to games in who are made in Victoria because that's where their funding goes. Uh, games that get made in Victoria that then um, show off at PAX have a big banner at the top that says like "Made in Victoria" because again, Screen Victoria is helping sponsor that week. There's a lot of like Victoria-centric stuff that's happening there. And, you know, like putting Melbourne, Sydney rivalry aside, there is, there is this, there is um, an unfortunate feeling from studios that are not in Melbourne that, uh, that they are like, not, maybe not secondary, but at least othered by that. They don't um, get the same opportunity that, yeah. that Melbourne devs innately get by yeah. being in this place that happens to get that funding. Yeah, that happens to get that funding. And also just happens to get, you know, just like other mace, other massive studios are there, you know, like League of Geeks is 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 main offices in Melbourne. The arcade used to be in Melbourne. Um Hipster Whale, you know, like there's a lot of like there's a lot of tremendous talent in Melbourne and it is it is definitely centered around Melbourne a lot of the time. So for them to come around and say like, hey, like we're gonna celebrate like a bunch of really great Sydney Sydney games that are here. It wasn't exclusively Sydney games, but there was a really great sense of community there, which was really great to see. Um, and I think that they should celebrate that more. Um, and there was also like people from Canberra as well who could make that trek as opposed mm. to sometimes wouldn't be able to make the trek all the way down to Melbourne. Um, Queensland as well. It's just that little bit closer for them. So like there is a, like a greater representation of the like some other big, some other states that actually have like a, a growing development scene, which, which was good. Um, I'm going to talk to some games now uh, that I did see that was there. Um, first one is a Melbourne game. Um, <laughs> uh, Dead Static Drive is, ah. a, is a game that has been around the pack circuit for quite a while. Um, Dead Static Drive is a, 
uh, top-down at an angle um, game where you are exploring like a uh, a Eldridge-ish monster-filled post-apocalypse world. Um, mm. Mad Max kinda um, because you're getting into like. 80s cars and there's like there's definitely like like an 80s action film theme happening here really cool art style really like fun funny writing um not like not like full of jokes but just like quirky good humor um and a lot of it is like survival horror stuff you're like going into buildings and like looting for resources then getting back to your car and talking to npcs and then trusting them or killing them or you know just driving away and ignoring them and there's a story there as well. I love the first line on their Steam page says Grand Theft Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just read that too. Yeah. <laughs> this game is so fucking sick. Like and and this game is 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 it also is also a known quantity. It's been around packs for a very long time. It's finally coming next year. Um and like I got to play like a like a, a like a small chunk of it and I got to watch some other people play it. It is so like it allows you to be really funny and silly in that game while also giving you some, some good funny, silly stuff. Like I picked up a cowboy hat and I was like, well, I've got a cowboy hat. I'm immediately putting that on my head and I put it on my head and my character was just like groovy. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah, like this game knows that it, that it's doing that, that like silly, like, like, like not silly, just fun, funny stuff. Yeah. Um, so cool. Such a cool looking game. I'm so excited to properly put hours into it because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's got such a tremendous vibe about it. I remember I played it the last PAX I was at, not this last PAX this yeah, year. The one, that was like four years ago now. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's been going for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's also launching day one onto Game Pass, um, which is really Oh, cool. good on them. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, another game that I played is called Janet de Mornay is a slumlord and a witch, which is a wordy title. Um, it is from Fuzzy Ghost, which are the developers of, a, of another wordy title game called Queer Man Peering Into a Rock Ball.jpg. Um, uh, Janet de Mornay is a slumlord and a witch is a first person, uh, first person puzzle horror game set in a house in Chippendale. Um, which I'll, which this, this, I'll, I'll, I'll get, this, I'll, I'm just going to keep laughing. I know. You keep and, going. And, I'm just going to start laughing. And I'll, and I'll talk about that in a moment um, where you're, you have moved into a new apartment. Um, it is like the, the whole household is, is quite queer. And uh, the landlord that you've got is not just like an evil landlord that is, that is, you know, explicitly terrifying you. She is also a witch that is like haunting you. Um, and your apartment has got like supernatural things that are going on inside of it. Now, what was so fucking cool about this was two things. One, it is full of genuine things that, that renters and people that move a lot have in their homes. They have got boxes in places where you would put boxes. They've got those, those canvas blue and red and white bags that everyone has seen at least once Uh, where you shove a bunch of clothes in them. They've got different appliances in the wrong spot. You've got that awkward, like (laughs) the awkward, do I go in my roommate's room because he's asked me to, but I don't really feel comfortable in someone else's space, sort of awkward tension. Um, 
you know, notes that you leave for your housemate as like a, like, oh my God, please just do this. Please just remember to do this sort of, sort of notes. Now, Jeremy, as someone who just moved out of share housing for the first time in years, I would assume that you would want nothing to do with this game. I've never (laughs) felt so seen. I've never felt so explicitly validated. And on top of that, it is based on the developer's previous house. They have recreated the house that they used to live at. (laughs) And they, they, they spoke about that at Parallels at Games Week. And they spoke to me about it a bit more. And they're like, yeah, like, and then like uh, Pete, who I, who I met, who's one of the developers, he pulled out his phone, typed in the address and showed me on his phone the address Whoa. that he used to live at. And he's like, look, there it is. And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's one-to-one. It's like, yeah. And he's like, it's so surreal seeing people come to my booth and explore the house that I used to live at. Yep, yep. And I imagine that lets them put in more of those quirks that are very specific to problems they had in that yeah, house. Yeah, but also the problems that everybody who has been in that situation has, it's just different but the same for everybody. Yeah. Um, so fucking cool. Um, also, because it's like a game about like ghosts and stuff, there's like there was this weird like Goonies looking monster that would appear like in hallways, like sort of looking down at me from the other end. And I'm in like a convention-esque setting and I've got people watching me and like i'm kind of like you know i've got my headphones on the wall here it's kind of freaky and on top of that at parallels one of the inspirations he showed us a scene from the movie poltergeist which is like my all-time fear is like ghosts and possession and so i've got that in my head as well and i see the ghost at the end of the hallway and so i just book it directly towards the ghost because like if i'm running fast enough i can't get scared if i'm running fast enough directly at it i can't get scared and fucking pete and like Ruby from back pocket are like, you're just running directly towards that thing. I'm like, if I run, I won't get scared. If I run, I won't get scared. It was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, the next game that I want to talk about is a game called Crab God, Mother of the Tide. <laughs> These names. I know, man. I know. Yeah. Uh, it is a god game um, where you are a crab god, and <laughs> which is just a very large crab. And you are <laughs> like sort of putting crabs all through, like, and like basically telling the crabs what to do, giving them jobs. You're building up like a little army of crabs, and then you're sort of moving on with that army into larger and larger spaces, as god games are. I don't know if you've played like Reyes or you've played any of those god, goddess type games. Um, right. It is definitely inspired by that. Um, the art style was really cool. Um, the. The underwater like vibe of you know like planting different types of um, marine life so that you can grow it and then different types of marine life will then attract different types of fish that will come around um, was really cool and on top of that they've been working with a company I don't remember what it was called but they've been working with a company where part of the money that you spend on purchasing that game then gets allocated towards. Um, an environmental conservation effort, um, specifically about the Hell ocean. Yeah. And you can decide inside of that game, not as additional purchase, but just the part of your the initial asking price for the game, where that money goes to inside of this conservation effort, which was so cool. Um and and like on top of that, like the game was good. It was it was it was quite fun. Um, they're adding a, a mode in that game where you only need to use the mouse, so you don't even need to use the keyboard at all. All actions can be performed by the oh. by the mouse, which I think is good for a, like a, a god game, which is primarily pointing and clicking. 
Um, so you don't need also to... Also good for accessibility too. Also that as well, yeah. Um, yeah, really, really cool game. Um, <laughs> what, what, are the, what are the names you got for us? <laughs> I've, I've got two more. There, there are a lot more uh, regular game names. Um, wow. One of them is called uh, Stellar Watch. Now, Stellar Watch is a tower defense game where you are a ship, like a mothership in the middle, and there are little nodes that are floating around you. And the way the game works is that enemies will draw a track to your mothership that is different every time. It's a roguelike game. That track will be different every time you enter a level. And you have to decide where you want to place your towers on these nodes. But Mm. then you can press the left and right buttons and the nodes will spin around your towers so you can move your towers after the fact while the game is live and going so that you might have like a a better build if the nodes are just in this rotation instead for this track that has just been drawn and then that wave is complete and another track gets drawn that's different there might be three tracks this time and you can then move them around there but if your towers are in the middle of a track and they come through then they'll destroy your towers um and That's the, the most interesting take I've seen on a tower defense game in I don't know how long. So interesting, right? And on, and on top of that, it was also a um, uh, it had a FTL style meta game where you were like choosing your route where to go as you were continuing through, and then there'll be different types of enemies, and you'll get different upgrades, and there's upgrade trees on all these towers as well because it's a whole roguelike that you're building up different builds. Um, really cool. Like I want to play more of it. Like like the. The like I got through about three or four levels before I, I sort of like moved on, but I want to like sit in a run and see how that feels. Mm. Um, but it was it was it was really interesting. Um, that that was a, a really cool game. Uh, and finally, for games, um, there was uh, a game called Let's Revolution, which was a tactics game um, where you are controlling a character who is like the way the developer pitched it to me was sort of, it was a tactics game with minesweeper elements because. Oh, I've seen, uh, I've seen Northern Lion play this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got uh, uh, the, the, so the, there's a grid that you're on and there, there are roads through that grid. Um, but you, most of the grid is, is um, uh, covered by like, by fog of war basically. And as you get, as you walk through, you, you can, get rid of the god the the god of war fog of war um (laughs) and you also get a number saying like hey in this square there are two enemies adjacent to you or three enemies adjacent to you which is the minesweeper element of it um and then you've got this like tactics game style move sets where you've got like you know a bow and arrow or a sword or like a, a throwing thing or whatever um which do different shapes of along the grid um and your job is to is to find the king who is around there somewhere. Um, enemies only appear on the roads, uh, as does the king. You can walk off the road um, uh, without penalty. Um, it's it's an interesting little puzzle uh, minesweeper with also um, uh, into the breach style countdowns on enemy attacks and your attacks. So like, mm. oh, this enemy is going to attack every three turns. So you got to make sure you're you're preparing for that or taking them out before you hopefully find another enemy and all that stuff. Um, really neat um, 
spin on tactics to add the, the minesweeper uh, number indicators on, on those squares. Um, I mean, we need more minesweeper games. Oh, wait, always, always. I'll say it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, they don't come installed on your computer anymore. So they don't. No, I know. They yeah. don't. <laughs> um, When's Minesweeper 2? Damn it. Right? Uh, yeah, so it was it, like by the end, it was a good convention. Um, there, was a, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of positives out of it. Um, and I've seen most, most people who went, from what I've seen, had a really good time there. Um. There, there are growing pains. There are definitely growing pains. Things that I hope that they adjust for next time. Um, but I am looking forward to going again. Um, it is, it is a, like a certain, I would love to go to that again. Um, there was a lot of really great stuff that was there. There was a lot of just weird branded stuff that is like nothing, but I guess pays the bills. Um, because I guess the, the 2019 ones don't. But like, <laughs> it, it was like, there was a lot of cool stuff that was there. Um, <laughs> there was a couple other random things that I saw in the tech part of it that I, that I want to quickly run through before I get to the final part of that week, which was the return of IEM, which is the Intel Extreme Masters eSports show, which is also part of South by Southwest in a, like in a, in a, in a more certain way than I expected. The Tech Expo was a mix of all that I love and hate about technology. <laughs> it was cool-looking PCs and nifty-looking VR games and, uh, you know, the like, I got to sit in, like, this full, like, drone cockpit-like setup with a HOTAS and I sat in it and I went... Everybody likes to make fun of me because I say that I can fly a plane because I've done flight simulator, <laughs> damn it. And I think I can actually do it. So I hopped in that fucking thing. To be fair, Jeremy, you make it very easy when you say that. I know. But <laughs> I hopped in that thing and I was like, I'm going to be honest with everybody and tell them if I did a good job or if I did a bad job. If I have no idea how to do this thing or if I can pick it up and I'm a natural instantly. So I watched about four people do it before me because they were in the line. And their average time was about two and a half minutes, maybe three minutes to get through this entire, this, like this, oh, like this, um, like Superman 64 ring course thing. Um, as like a jet or a helicopter? Or as, a, as, a, as a drone. So not even like a, okay. not, not even like a plane. It felt different. Something that I'd never, I've never flown one of those before. Um, and I was like, okay, like, so the time to be, it's kind of like two and a half minutes, roughly, maybe two minutes, maybe one of them got two minutes before me. Hopped in it. One minute flat. Oh. One minute flat. Fucking True game of moment. The, yeah. the, the dude next to me, the guy running it, is like, whoa, you're a natural. Like, have you done this before? I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Are you sure you weren't just playing Spider-Man? <laughs> Spider-Man 2? <laughs> yeah, drones have got guys doing this and swinging through the city, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I fucking aced it. I, I was so so good at that. I'm a natural pilot. I could totally fucking fly a plane. I'll, I'll be real. When I was getting to Sydney, when I was in the plane in Sydney, I did have the thought like, what if what if they need me to fly the plane? Like what like could I could I handle that right now? Could I do that? Luckily for everybody involved, they didn't. But like I I would 
Everyone would have been fine. We would have made it. Man, you would you would have got to Sydney so much faster if they needed your help. I have done one proper route in Microsoft Flight Sim repeatedly, and it is always Melbourne to Sydney. I could have fucking made it there without. Like, I wouldn't have even called. I wouldn't have. Even, I put the headset down. I make it there by, <laughs> by sight. To... Yeah, yeah, by sight. Um, uh, there was a lot of terrible tech shit that was there. There was like, you know, like the future of blockchain in gaming or, you know, uh, there was like using AI powered art to like sell immediate cards that you can then get added to a, like a Pokemon. It was, it was like, there was tons of that stuff, tons of really bad, bad tech, um, that I started to immediately poke fun of at on Twitter. No, um, I saw that you, you kept posting just like like their um just their, their slogans, little, their placards, yeah. With, yeah, with their 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 name and their slogan. And you were like, "Go on, tell me how you're going to revolutionize security." Yeah, yeah. Um, no bigger clowns though than the, the the Australian Air Force were there with a giant tank and a bunch and a recruiting agency, just trying to get anybody involved. And you're like, "This is the worst, maybe of all of them." Um, but there was a couple of cool things that I got to do that were there. Um, I got to um, uh, play the latest experience from Foria, um, which is like a, a VR XR um, uh, studio that makes um, games that are based, uh, well, like makes experiences that are based on real life locations that are um, in the world and they speak to people who are local to there and they build up a little experience that you can um, pop on a, a VR headset and you'll get like partial um, video filmed on location and also 3D recre recreation of some of those areas as well where they have a little bit more like dynamic events that are happening in front of you. Um, that one was quite cool. Um, I then went to the massive Qantas booth <coughs> where I got to experience the future of first oh. class accommodations from their upcoming Sydney to New York and Sydney to uh, London direct flights, which will become the longest flights that you can take as far as, I was I, just, as far as I'm aware. I was just thinking like Sydney to New York, that's not even the close side of America to us. That's, 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 that's the yeah. further side. Yeah, that's going over the ocean and then going over the entirety of America. Oh my God. Um, my, how, much, how much fuel does that thing have? Jesus right. <laughs> and so, so you get there and there's a bunch of people dressed up in like, you know, air steward and stewardess like things. And there's a couple of captains there and, and they're like, Hey, do you want to try this out? I'm like, yeah, all right. I say with like my third beer in my hand. And, <laughs> and so they, they give me like a, they give me like a, a, a quest and I pop on and I look around and I'm like, this is just kind of like, I'm just looking at images here. Like I'm not actually, like it's just three three D images of what this looks like. This is kind of boring, but okay. And they they show you like what first class looks like, what like business class looks like, what economy plus looks like, and then they show you just like the economy seats, and they're the like the same shitty seats they've had for like fifteen years, with like the little plastic like you know handrails and at least, there's a screen at least, but like it's 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 got that one little air duct up there. It sure is. Ex the complete polar opposite to the first class that's there. And then they have a physical replica of the first class booth there. And they're like, do you want to hop in it? I'm like, absolutely, I want to hop in it. And I'm there kind of pretending like I'm covering this stuff when like I'm 
usually discovering games. I don't mention yeah. video games at all to this guy. He's like, what's your outlet? I'm like, oh, like a small independent website based from Melbourne. Like I didn't tell him a single thing that we do. <laughs> and he was talking to me about like, yeah, the, like so you, the, you've got a bed, you've got a recliner, you've got a little mini wardrobe, you've oh got God. like cup holders, you've got different lights that, re- that um, are soft lights that represent the the um how bright or how dark it is outside which you can turn on or off uh there's a like there's buttons which is like don't disturb me there's cup hold like it was like it was it was like a hotel room it was like a small hotel room and like if it's going to be a 22 hour flight like you know like it would be nice Mm -hmm. to be comfortable in that um there were i think eight of those on the plane and i think about 120 economy seats yeah and it was like, oof, <laughs> oof. And those um, economy seats are going to be expensive on that flight. Can you imagine 22 hours? No. <laughs> right? Oh, I can't. Sounds like hell. Right? But Even honestly, you were talking to me about this. You messaged me about this. Yeah. And, and I was thinking about it. And, and as you said, you know, 22-hour flight, maybe I would want to get like my own little room and like it was like oh being on a cruise you know you're on the boat for so long you know your own little room that's fine except it's not like the rest of the plane has like the the canteen and then also the observation deck and no, like no, no. it's just you've got your room yeah or you could go to the toilet like yeah. so <laughs> yeah I, I thought about that more and more i was like i think i'd feel a little too enclosed a little too bubble boy oh no like it's, it's quite it's quite roomy in there because it's it's no not- no no but i mean like it would just be me alone in a room for 24 hours whereas like i would i think i would rather sit in a very comfortable seat in a room full oh. of other people also in first class like, i don't know i mean yeah. you open yourself up to yeah i don't know about that you have, you have a screaming kid behind you some yeah. stinky person next to you, you have someone yeah. in front of you who's just like i don't know the seat's leaning back onto you and it's yeah. squashing your crutch like oh yeah this is yeah. great yeah I bet in that situation you'd be like, yeah, no, room by myself sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, good point. Good yeah. point. Said, said as someone who's only ever flown for like an hour and a half on a plane. So that makes sense. And it's also like a really nice room too. Like there's like a TV with which you can just put whatever you want on. Like they've got like their own, their own, um, uh, entertainment, but it's also like Bluetooth enabled. So you can just send a laptop to screen share to it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a whole thing. Um, I, I do appreciate that the per, that uh, you're very secretive because you're like, oh, I'm not going to cover this anyway. And here we are, like, know. You know, you're, you're just repping the services. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, no, nah, we'll get one of those buddy rooms on the floor. Hey, yeah, you know, pretty good. Qantas, reach out if you want someone to to, to throw together a review or something. I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I asked him like, how much is going to cost, and he goes like, we don't have a price yet, which is like code for yeah, like that's... like if you have to ask, like oh, you can't afford boy. it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was Monday to Saturday. On Friday to Sunday, I didn't go on Sunday because Sunday I, I, I took a flight home very early in the morning. Saturday, I went to IEM, Intel Extreme Masters Sydney, which is uh, an eSports event, electronic sports. Um, <laughs> they, they were there. It was the world's first um, esports event with CS2. Um, oh. So it was the very first time there has been a professional esports event happening, um, which was CS2, um, which, yeah. which was and the you entered. 
and I and I and I won. I beat the entirety of Phase Clan. Um, and you weren't even there on Sunday. I wasn't even there on Sunday. Like my my score was too high. They're like that. That's the drone kid. Um, <laughs> Another true gamer. Moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so this was also at the ICC in just the the building next to it, um, which was ju- it's it's a giant theater. Um, it was it was quite cool. It was it was it's a it's a fucking great venue for this stuff. Like there's there's not a single bad seat in the house. Um, the displays they had were were really good. The crowd was like had, was so fucking energetic. It was it was it was like it was the the most excited I've ever seen um, an esports event, and I've I've, I've been to a, like a handful of them now. Um, this was the most energy I've ever seen um, in an esports event. Um, it was really exciting, and I was only there on the Saturday. Um, and I don't have any like I don't really care about CS. Um, and I didn't know who, like I've heard of FaZe Clan, but I didn't know who any of them were. Um, but I've heard of FaZe Clan in terms of, I understand that they are a, like, they're a large company that enter multiple games. And I know that they have some, they've had controversies is, is my understanding. Um, That's how big they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they, FaZe Clan won um, the competition on, on the Sunday. Um, I, did, I didn't see that. But what I saw on the Saturday was like really exciting. Like I don't even really care about watching CS, but it was, it's the sports thing, right? It's the, like you're watching athletes being the best at something. And that's still kind of exciting because you're watching the best of it, um, which was really cool. And, you know, like I got a beer and I wandered around because I could, I could sort of go wherever I wanted. So I, I went to the, the bottom seats. Well, like, again, it's nice when you get a, when you get a mini pass. Um, uh, I went, I went down to the closest seats and then I went all the way up to the, to the nosebleeds at the top. And it was still really exciting from up there. Um, the, <laughs> I'm going to say this and you're going to be really confused with what I mean, but the, the crowd there loves cock. And I don't know why every single, fr- every single chant and phrase they had was, was cock related, but it wasn't even necessarily like, you know, like you're like, you're awful, blah, blah, blah. It was also in the positive way. I don't know why, but that's what happened there. Um, well, I mean, good, good on them. Good on them. Um, that, that, that's just um, what you do at competitive venues. Like, I guess um, qu- quite often I go and watch the football, for example. I go and support my local team. I'm just like, I love cock, and everyone's looking at me strange. I'm like, it's just what you do <laughs> it's, at it's, it's what, um, competitive events, guys. It's, it's, it's just what you do. It's so true. It's the, um, the motto of the Olympics, is, is my understanding, is that. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching the long jump. Um, yeah. I'm there in the front row. I'm like, I love cock, and yeah, yeah all, all of the men, you know, jumping doing those big jumps or just wondering yeah. what the hell's going on. It's, Drew's it's finally okay. feeling seen with, with, your, with your stories here. Yeah. What do you think the C in CS stands for? Um, but like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was a really good event. Um, it was a really, really good event. Um, and it was only CS. Like it wasn't like it was, you know, like, like 18 different games or like six yeah, games. Like with four. Yeah. Rocket like it League. was, it was, it was just that. And it was great. Um, that's probably for the best for a for a relatively small event. Like keep it focused. Yeah, and and on top of that, like an event that um is like linked with South by Southwest. Like there there was some there was like if you had access to the to some South by Southwest passes, I think like I think a majority of them, um you got into uh you got into IEM, I think. 
the, the, I, I don't I don't super know yeah, how that worked. Or games passes. Maybe, like yeah. Yeah. Um there was there was some cross pollination there, which I think was good because it made it feel like it was part of the event. And then finally there was like a gigantic gaming thing that was happening there. Mm. Um Yeah, like it it it's it's a good way to end that week. Um and because the tech expo and stuff that doesn't operate on Sunday, like South by Southwest is closed by the by Sunday. Um IEM was still going on the Sunday. Um, so there was there was right. one final thing for for the people that were interested in that to to go to, um, yeah. So, Jeremy, <laughs> I I would I want to I want to ask this how how did you feel it was both in comparison to PAX, but also being so close to PAX. Not only in that like PAX has done it so many times before, but yeah. also. So many parts of the industry, like I'm seeing like media, like David from Kutaku, who we had on the show a few months ago, like so many people I saw on Twitter, I saw you saying it, like so many people saying like, we can't do it like this again because we are so fucking tired. Yeah, (laughs) it's tricky because it's it's a two-pronged problem where if it's it's not then, then it's too expensive for people who are already coming from far away to not... To, like to yep. go to it at another point in the year, maybe. Yeah, they can like lump it all in together. It's also not the next week. So everybody's got to stick around for an entire week if you are coming from far away, which is quite expensive to do at another whole week's um, accommodation for you to then spend another week going to another event. Um, it is very tiring um, for developers, for media, for industry to to go to like Melbourne International Games Week and then go to South by Southwest Sydney within three weeks as from, from cover to cover. Um, it's, it's an awkward problem. And mm. South by Southwest as well is like one quarter of it is games. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they're doing like, they're, they're working with musicians. They're working with, um, you know, screen and, and, and TV and film to get like premieres. And, you know, Baz Luhrmann was there and Nicole Kidman was there and, and, and Naomi Watts was there. Um, Baz Luhrmann was showing off his new thing um, that was there, which is wild considering the Elvis movie didn't come out that long ago. He already had a new thing. And I got invited to that new thing by the Disney rep. He's like, do you want to come to Baz Luhrmann's new thing? And I looked it up and it's a recut of the movie Australia turning it into a TV show. And I did oh. not I did not reply to that email. Um, oh, yeah, right. It's a strange idea. Very strange idea. Yeah. An idea that I have no interest in watching. Do you know what that makes me think of? Arrested Development season four. Yeah, you right. When they when they were like, "Oh yeah, no one liked it. Let's recut it." Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, and as well as tech, you know, like, and like tech was probably a bit easier to wrangle because it's just like, like you know, get booth space, come here, I'll show you stuff. Um, mm. that was probably the easiest thing to wrangle, but like, yeah, it's it's tricky. And then you know, like even in the games area, you know, it's it's hard for developers who have showed off a game in Melbourne to like, you know, recruit and then make a, make like they would, they would use the same build for, for that. They would have used the packs and maybe like a tweaked one if they don't encountered any bugs. Um, but like, you know, they, uh, Sam Barlow came down um, to do a talk, which I watched, which was, mm. which was really interesting. The developer. He's of, the one who's done immortality and yeah, her story. Yeah. Immortality, yeah. her story and telling lies as well as um, two silent Hill games um and the Ghost Rider game for PS2 and a handful of others. He sort of went through his whole career. It was, cool. it was really interesting. Um, he imagine if if it was the next week after PAX. Imagine if he was also a PAX. That would have been so cool. 
Yeah. Then everyone else would have been dead, right? So like it's like it's yeah. it's tricky. <laughs> you know, Troy Baker doing a show at um at South by Southwest and then a secret like the show. Night after Mega Dev. <laughs> yeah, right. Could you imagine? Like it's 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 nightmarish. I don't know when you do it. I think mm. maybe another week after could be good, but then you lose potential people who are, you know, showing off their game from other countries. It's hard. It's a really tricky problem, and I don't actually know the answer to that. Um mm. I think maybe in the dead of winter. Maybe, but like, <laughs> but if you're also organizing IEM, that's also based on like on when there's oh yeah that esports that's, qualifiers yeah, that's irrespective yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a nightmare a scheduling uh, monolith to tackle yeah maybe they should split it up and do like one of those sections a quarter and really focus on each one and. Make sure they have like the space or something. But, but that's also not what South by Southwest is. South by yeah, Southwest yeah. is the combination of all of them. Um, that's what makes it special. Yeah, and like realistically, the game stuff couldn't like the the game stuff could have been a different time because it was so like segregated off to the side. They could there wasn't that cross pollination, which I think is where South by Southwest really gets to shine. Is people who are not necessarily gaming. Um, related or not necessarily, you know, music minded, we'll still go to a show. We'll still go see a movie. We'll still go, you know, a tech talk or, you know, see some cool tech in the expo. Like that cross pollination is a really, is a boon for that festival. And I feel like the game stuff kind of missed out on that because it was so far away. So I think in my mind, a perfect version of South by Southwest is in, is in about like maybe starting next week so two weeks after it would have started this year and yeah. together in one big icc yeah mega conference that yeah. way everyone gets a bit of time bit a bit more energy to recoup it's getting a bit closer to the end of the year um and maybe some brands would have like maybe some gaming brands and stuff or like movies would sort of the movies that are and tech and 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 games that are going to try and hit that Christmas window might have a bit more stuff, but like some more things that are ready for yeah. it. Like I know Spider-Man had like a brand activation, but that was primarily just because the game was coming out. It, was, it wasn't actually close to South by yeah, South. PlayStation by Southwest. does that in Sydney. Like they had the big yeah. Horizon Raptor there when that came out. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. That, that, that was, that just happened to be like a happy coincidence. Um, but like, what if it wasn't next year? You know, this like this period of time is is there for that stuff. Like uh the Avatar game coming out soon mm. could have had a whole thing there. You could have had that game early at South by yep. Southwest in two weeks. And maybe with the success that it had sent by the sounds of it this year, then maybe more people will be happy to jump in with it and on it and, I hope and so. around it. Um yeah, Drew. Did uh, you don't have to say yes, but um, did you have any 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 final questions about Jeremy's experience this week? Not particularly. It was just nice to sit back and have a listen about it. Cause, yeah, because I was just curious, just with how it went. Because um, mm. yeah, it would be something that would be cool to um, you know, fit into I guess the annual rotation. But like, oh, cool, another event to go to. Mm. Um, for better or for worse, when it comes to um, you know, budgeting it. But it's also no, slower pace. Sounds cool. It's slower pace, so you, you can sort of appreciate a lot more of it happening because you're not like you're not running to appointments, you're not in a giant convention hall all day for three days. You're able to sort of go out, have some lunch. It's over a week. 
aside from go back to your hotel room, have a nap. Yeah, like I did that, and that was nice. (laughs) I could just go and leave and sit, you know, in the harbor for a bit, have some fish and chips, come back. That sounds lovely. It's nice. That part of it is great. Yeah, Yeah. like you can you can take it slow, and like I like there was one thing that I was sad that I missed and that was only because I spaced and forgot it was on and then I was like oh I fucking just missed it like an idiot but like that was it what was that oh it was it was just it was a it was just a panel <laughs> like it was yep. it, it was a panel on the Saturday I think mm. um and I just I just completely forgot about it yeah <laughs> Too, too much time it. playing Mario the previous night. Well, it t- turns out after six days of going to a convention, you just, your mind gets a little bit loopy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm glad you went. Me too. Thank you for representing Minimap. I'll go again. I'll go again. That was that was my final question for yeah. you. Would, would, would you go next year? Yeah, yeah, I will. You're going to go Great. next year with him, Kerry? Oh, that's, oh, that's a... That's a that's an interesting idea. That yeah. would, I think, that would be way funner than doing it solo in Sydney. Well, like it was tricky at the start, but like once you make friends, you see them everywhere. Like you see them at every mm. event, and so, mm. like you, you just like, you know, fucking Spider Man pointing at everybody, being like, "It's you again." <laughs> and hey. then, and because you're in the similar environments, you're like, "You want to get drunk again?" <laughs> and the answer never stop being the drunk. <laughs> answer is yes it's 2 p.m in a tech convention somewhere yeah <laughs> uh well yes uh thank you for the rundown jeremy i'm excited to see um the the previews you said you got a, a few in the tank that you're gonna yeah. get ready for the website um over the coming week um there's a big yeah oh, that's a ticket that, that's yeah. that's the iam one um i was gonna say because didn't you get like a paper yeah so this is the south by southwest one so let me let me get rid of those two first because it was like the ticketing system and this is a fucking nightmare so this is a pass which allows me to get to wherever i want because it's a platinum pass and when i got there they printed it out for me because they found my name and that this is the qr code you scan everywhere you go and they gave me some they gave me some pronoun stickers as well which was good but then i had to come i I then had to get this little shiny thing that says media there and then when i got there they're like this is the the know that you're a media no one looked at that ever and then they're like but come back tomorrow because you'd want to get because i also had to say hey i'm going to be capturing content there as well with a camera and like okay we'll give you the capture thing as well which is what this is but that wasn't ready when i got there that was still the printers even though it's just paper that says capture on it and they gave me this again and i don't know what that does that just says media on it but they gave me that to put on my thing as well because it's paper it's also like the printing started to fall off because i was wearing it for seven days luckily not on the front luckily not on the important side but like it was yeah. just yeah hold that qr code up i just want a freebie <laughs> <laughs> that's uh and that's a platinum pass for you everybody yeah <laughs> everywhere Beep. you go they scan this every single place you go including every time i wanted to get a beer <laughs> Um, well, we know that $1,600 didn't go towards bloody the tickets. Nope. I was going to say, but some of the people, some people did pay $1,600 for, for a ticket just like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's it, intense. Unless like, yeah, look, if money is no, like, if money's no issue, then like, sure, whatever, go for it. Um, from what I, from what I gathered from all of the people who are running different booths and running different things that were using this scanning technology, the, the, the tech for the scanning stuff is great because it tells you mm. what your name is, 
if you've been here already today and oh. if your ticket is available to get into where, where you are. Because everyone's got an individual scanner that's synced to where you're at. And so if someone comes oh. through with like a music pass into the tech expo, they scan it like, sorry, you can't come in. You don't have the right pass. It's not like the security guys in front of PAX being like, show us your badges. What kind yeah. of what kind of badge you got? Let me see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy, you've been at the bar four hours <laughs> yeah, yeah. 48 beers Just stop scanning it's fine <laughs> I, I did i did go up to the to the to the bar a couple times in the tech expo and like they just said like scan yourself and i was like okay so i threw it under and it had like a little like like you know already scanned thing at the top as if like <laughs> as if to say don't give him a drink but they gave it to me anyway and yeah. i just sort of like and just walked away um yeah Keep, I'll keep scanning. You can yeah. feed me. Though, yeah, please. yeah. <laughs> I'm still me. <laughs> uh, well, that about that about does it for this week, everybody. We're going to wrap it up there. Um, probably be a, a a short, a pretty short post show tonight. But um, uh, it's been great to do this again. Thank you, Jeremy, for running the show and having all the up to date graphics. It was a bit, it was a bit gnarly last week when Jeremy was in the hotel room and I had to build a version of the scene on my end with whatever assets we could find on Google Drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we got there. Yeah. Uh, but also, thank you so much, Drew, for coming to talk to us, for coming to hang out, coming to sit and listen, listen to Jeremy's tales, Sydney tales, and and reminisce about packs. It's been great. Um. Uh yeah, what what can people expect from the House of Mario in this excellent week for Mario? Uh I'll probably be talking about some Mario, I reckon. Might be um might be discussing some of that. Yeah. yeah. Just for something different. Yeah, yep. looking to a hundred percent that's right. Look at the hundred percent the game before I um give my final thoughts on it. So yeah, nice. That'll be up within the week. And um yeah. Doing um tr- trying to uh, you know, do some stuff with the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rodruby. Um, want to put as much effort as I can into it. It's just, uh, yeah, like I said at the start, just uh, sort of balancing it with everything else. But um, definitely a bit of a priority there. But, um, boys, thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. Loved being on. It's a great excuse to talk to you boys again. And um, you boys do absolutely fantastic work here. When I was uh, when I was um, talking to you, Kerry, you were, you were saying, you know, what you do. I went on to YouTube, searched it, looked at it, then... Um, or subscribed when I the next day I, I was checking out some episodes and you guys have just great chemistry and um you know just bring so much passion and love to everything you guys do so I'll definitely be tuning in um from now on and um just uh keep going keep kicking ass you guys do a great show great work on the website so keep it up thanks man right. cheers Cheers, Drew. That's 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 lovely to hear from you. Those are lovely words. Thank Very you. But also, yeah, it was it was so great to meet you. And and you're a you're a, an easy fit into this dynamic. I would say we I would happily have you back on the show. Absolutely, to talk Mario or anything else. So um, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and yeah, can't wait to whatever the next time that we get to do this again is. I can't wait for it. So um, yeah, you can follow all of uh, Drew's stuff at idruby on on the socials um, and on YouTube. That's where you, where you'll find the House of Mario is on his YouTube channel. There, um, you can also follow that on Twitter at the House of Mario. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for getting to the end of this episode um this has been a, this has been a good one in a, in a big week for games yeah um and it's not stopping next week is 
Spider-Man 2 will be going through our more in-depth thoughts, but also Alan Wake 2 is coming out this week. Uh, and I, I don't know if either of us are going to be able to cover that this I know, <laughs> next week. Don't, I don't know. expect any Alan Wake 2 con- content next week. <laughs> if it'll be anything, it'll probably be similar to what we did with Spider-Man this week. But, you know, even yeah. still, like, we'll, we'll, we do both plan on playing it and we'll t- be talking about it soon because yeah. there's more stuff afterwards. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the best way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to follow all of our socials. The accounts are at MinimapAU, except for Blue Sky, whatever Jeremy said before. That's what it is. Um, you can follow us individually as well. Jeremy, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at, Obi- oh, at Obi-Wan-Jez on Twitter. Um, Jer- oh, here we go. Jeremy at minimap.com.au on Blue Sky. You could follow me on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore 24 or on Blue Sky without the underscore 24, just KJ Palmer. Uh, you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else minimap related. Minimap related, let me say that properly, including the mini disc podcast, our game club podcast, uh, and the latest article we just published, which was my Broken Roads preview. First bit of written content that I have done it literally in years, I think since I reviewed Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, yeah. But no, that was great. It was great to play Broken Roads and then play the demo here and talk about such an evocative australiana setting it was really good so you can find my thoughts on that there and it's a great article no thank you and you can find jeremy's thoughts on uh south by southwest popping up on the site as as he gets the time to to rattle those out um so yeah check out the website and uh yeah for those of you for those of you live with us on twitch uh stick around uh for the the probably pretty brief post show we're getting on in the night uh but uh yeah for those of you listening to us later Make sure to give us those positive ratings, those five-star ratings. It helps us out a lot. And consider joining us next week for the live show if you're free on a Monday. Lastly, you could also support us on the Patreon if you feel like helping the channel out. Uh, You could do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollary dues, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as other benefits while helping us out greatly. Thanks again to Drew. Thanks, Jeremy, for going to South by Southwest. It's been a pleasure this week. I can't wait to do it all again next time. Thanks, guys. See you then.